Welcome to Inside Aesthetics, the podcast for cosmetic, wellness, and business insider knowledge. I'm Dr. Jake Sloan, a cosmetic doctor based in Sydney, and I'm joined by my co-host and good friend, David Segal, an entrepreneur and a multi-clinic owner in the aesthetic space. We'll cover any topic that makes you look or feel good with long form, unbiased, and unfiltered conversations with expert guests from around the world. New episodes are released every Friday and you can subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You should seek medical advice before undergoing any treatment or procedure, and these podcasts do not replace a professional and bespoke consultation. What day is it? It's Monday. <laughs> yep, all day. Monday. It's been a long weekend. <laughs> um, welcome, Cara, Dr. Cara McDonald, George Kiprios from Dermo Cosmetica. Um, this is quite a special podcast, David. We've been waiting for this for about, what, three, three and a half years the, since the, we first started talking about this one? The Game Changer podcast. Yes. The Game Changer episode. Yeah. We're waiting for this. What took you so long, George? We've only been waiting like five <laughs> years, 10 years. <laughs> yes, it, it felt that way, <laughs> especially um, during COVID. Um, definitely felt that way. Oh, look, it, it, um, it all had to do with the um, COVID and uh, the regulatory process that, you know, drugs and medical devices have to go through. Um, um, it's a bit of a laborious yeah. process, but, um, you know, we got there in the end. It, uh, it took us three years from, from go to woe. I heard, it, I heard it took three days. So we're talking about Profilo, but we'll, we'll go. <laughs> I'm happy to mention the name. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> you're, you're the non-doctor what here, you, so yeah. I'm not going to be but saying heard, naughty words. I heard it took three days to approve in New Zealand and three years to approve in Australia. And that's correct. Incredible. We need, we'll need we need to move doing? to Auckland. Yeah. <laughs> we should yeah. be grateful for the tight, you know, regulation yeah. yes. in Australia. Keeping us safe. It keeps us safe and, uh, you know, there are some advantages. Yeah. The, word, the, the words of reason. Yeah. From the only doctor. Oh, no, you're a doctor. Sometimes I forget you're a doctor, you know that. I know. It's, it's hard to believe, I know. Um, <laughs> first of all, let's talk about the weekend because we, we had a great weekend all together. Apart from, well, sadly, David wasn't with us, but they're in spirit. People were asking about you. Um, we were at Stephen Lou's A22. How, how was your weekend? What I mean, you were presenting and up on stage and doing live injecting. How was it for you, Cara? It was full on and just, you know, such a fabulous weekend. I think everybody that was there had an absolute ball. Agreed. And I think it just, you know, he's the ultimate showman, isn't he, yeah. um, Stephen? He knows how to combine kind of education with entertainment and um, it's just a winning formula, I think. Agreed. And George, from a, I mean, that was your first discussion about your new product as well as what you already do. How was it for you? Uh, it was um, like amazing. You know, we, we were overwhelmed by the, you know, uh, the response um, on our new product and, um, you know, everyone's just lining up. I think we had 50 people waiting, you know, to, to get served or to get spoken to on uh, the first morning break. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it's been very, very good. Fantastic. So if you don't know what we're talking about, if you're in the States or something, come next year. A23, well, I'm sure will be bigger and better. Um, I think Stephen's dates were August the 11th to 13th next year. 10 to so 13, I think. 10 to 13. Ooh. So put oh, it no. in your diaries and I'm sure we'll yeah. talk about that. I'll, more I'll, definitely, that. I'll definitely make it to that one. Good. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> now, let's talk about George's company, first of all, because, you know, it's just interesting talking about maybe a third party distributor rather than coming, you know, direct from the filler company. So how did you get involved with deciding you wanted a filler, let alone choosing yeah. a filler, George? Yeah. No, it's um, it's been a bit of a journey. I started the company um, nearly 11 years ago um, after uh, working in the pharmaceutical industry in, in many, many roles, mainly commercial roles. And um, 
I guess it was there the last 15 years of my career in, in, in the commercial side, um, working in dermatology um, with dermatological products uh, where I got that passion. And um, so I launched uh, Dermo Cosmetica and um, I think one of the things that was really important to me was really bringing a, an element of difference mm -hmm. in this unregulated market, in particularly with cosmeceuticals and skincare. And um, that's what I went out doing, um, you know, went out sourcing products um, that actually, you know, uh, that were substantiated with scientific evidence. Um, and so therefore built a really good portfolio of products. It took a while, took five years of, you know, doing due diligence on companies and products and making sure, you know, the products were right for Australia. Um, and then um, I guess as we've been building our own knowledge, my knowledge in skin, um, in particular, and, and skin quality. I thought that was a, a very good progression in finding other things and other devices that actually would enhance skin quality. Because as you know, skincare products do take a while to, to start kicking in and, and having that effect. And um, I've been very fortunate that I've, um, I'm very well connected with people like Cara and other key opinion leaders throughout the world. And uh, yeah, one, I had a, a very good friend who um, tapped me on the shoulder and said, "You know, you got to look into this this product." And um, yeah, that that was it. Um, what was his uh, name, David? <laughs> the product, Profilo. That's it. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Yes. So yeah. So yeah, that that led to to that. So whilst other companies are you know are looking for you know the next toxin or the next filler, yeah, I was looking at something quite different. So um, yeah. yeah, I just um, had an idea for a spin-off episode. Go on. on, on uh, the business of injecting, we should get George back to talk about what it's like starting a sort of distribution company. Yes. No pressure, George. We're just asking you yeah, live. Yeah. It's okay. We'll That's get fine. you back again. <laughs> no, but, it, but, it's an, but it's an interesting point that you raised talking about um, a different product moving away from toxins and fillers. And I think we're almost at a bit of a, I wouldn't say it's a crossroads, but I think we're, we're definitely progressing um, as an industry and looking at the way we're doing things. And I guess, you know, recent sort of studies and anecdotal evidence around how long fillers last injectors starting to get a much better handle on responsible injecting, how much they should be administering to patients, learning how to say no and starting to use different tools that we have at our disposal. So I think it's, it's sort of really fortuitous timing this product's come onto the market because it just gives injectors like yourselves an ability to give people what they want, perhaps people that don't want to change how they look or they don't want to enhance, but they need to improve their skin quality. Or maybe that's somewhere where you need to start. Cara. Yeah, for those yes. people that we want to say no to, we're like, oh, here's an alternative. <laughs> <laughs> this one's much better yeah. for you because, you know, especially when they're, they get to that point where they're a little bit addicted and yeah. they think they just need more and more and more. Um, and it is hard to say no because you know that they will be inclined to go somewhere else yeah. uh, if you continually say don't no to people, whereas this is something we can um, yeah. use for uh, anyone really. Yeah. And from, a, like a, I guess, a dermatologist's perspective, um, people that come in that want enhancements but just don't have that structural integrity in their skin. So you know, loss of, loss of collagen, loss of, elast loss, of, loss of elastin. You just seem to be pumping in like you know, mill after mill into almost like a black hole. Yeah, and um, they don't look better. Yeah, they they don't. don't look better. And, you know, the benefit of this is not only is it an alternative, but it's something that will actually benefit them yeah. over the long term, yeah. um, no matter where, where you are at and when you start. Yeah. If I can, how long have you known about the product for? Because I've had mates in the UK talking about it for five or six years now. And 
as frustrating as it was for you, George, I'm kind of like, that's actually quite a massive advantage that we can see any screw ups if they did happen, but also learn how to use the product as good as possible. So, you know, how long have you had? Yeah, pretty much the same thing. You know, I heard about it um, probably when it was, you know, launched in Europe and Mm. the UK and, you know, people would start asking about it. You'd see it um, in some of the social media feeds and so on from our overseas colleagues and at that point, I was like, oh, yeah, what is this? Just, um, you know, didn't think too much about it, but obviously it had a bit of a name for itself. And then um, pre-COVID, George uh, tapped me on the shoulder and said, you know, this product's coming. And I was like, oh, thank goodness I've been waiting for it. You know, people <laughs> had started asking about it by then. And then it was just a long three-year wait to yeah. actually get it in our hot little hands. But I agree. I think, you know, I went over to Italy with George and did the training on the product and, that even that just completely changed my view on it because I actually just spoke to doctor after doctor who have been using it for years mm. and got that real feel for actually what their patients think, what what their outcomes are. And um, overwhelmingly, it was just like the patients just want it again. They just keep coming back for it. That's the feedback I've been getting and as well. And the doctor said that their patients convinced them of the product rather wow. than the other way around, wow. which – was really interesting. Mm, that is interesting. Do, do you sort of notice that as well, George, that patients are becoming, I guess, a lot more um, informed, educated? You've got like online forums, commu- communities everywhere. They seem to be becoming a lot more empowered. Are you noticing that push from the consumer side of things? Uh, yes, 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 we are. Um, look, we've had uh, a good couple of years of experience, particularly with New Zealand. And, um, you know, what you've just said is very much uh, very true. And, um, um, you know, we're, obviously the um, the product is supposed to be, you know, um, there's a, a certain way of using it or introducing it to someone, uh, but people are coming back even sooner and sooner. Mm. Um, social media has certainly, you know, blown the popularity of this product um, yeah. out of the water. C- can we talk about the approval mm-hmm. process briefly? Because it seems like a bit of a mystery to, to, you know, people like myself, but you've obviously done the paperwork. You've mm. had someone assigned to you. Mm. I, I understand from the reg- regulatory body. So how does it work? Like, what, what do you do when you want to bring something into the country? Well, I, I guess um, what you do is you, you try and put a, a group of people around you that are experts. And I know I'm certainly not an expert in this area. So um, I'm in the commercial area. So we, we um, have uh, regulatory consultants, medical information specialists, um, that work closely in our team here in Australia, but then we work closely with the IBSA team, mm-hmm. regulatory team, which is made up of seven people there, all to get this um, approval process um, on the way. And yeah, so um, there's a lot of questions, you know, there's the submission, um, there's uh, GMP clearances, there's there's different things, you know, you've got to look at the product, the clinical studies. So there's a number of people within that committee of um, at the TGA that will review yeah. this yeah. and you know, unfortunately they don't review it all at the same time or in sync so someone might get to the last page of the document where <laughs> someone's still in the first page and right um, and i'm assuming uh, not an inexpensive exercise either that's exactly right, right. yes yeah, okay. so everything it's, it's a different league um definitely from selling cosmeceuticals which is um you know the cost of entry is um, more or less zero yeah you know. Fair yeah. enough. Now, we mentioned the company Ipsa. Who are they? Where are they based and, and how long have they been around for? Yeah, Ipsa um, is the company that has bought Profiler, well, are the experts in um, in hyaluronic acid. So um, they're a private company. 
company um, established in 1945. And uh, they're a large pharmaceutical company in, um, in Europe. Uh, they're, they're involved in nine different therapeutic areas and dermoaesthetics is one part. And a, a, a very large component of that is, of course, hyaluronic acid production. Mm. Yeah. And Kyrie, you were there. You got whisked away on a private jet to Italy. How, how was it for you seeing you know, how things are in the background? <laughs> yeah, it was amazing, I have to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we went over there and what was probably the best bit other than speaking to all the doctors that have been using it. And the wine and pasta. Uh, the wine, yeah, the wine was pretty good. The ballet, uh, the shopping. Um, there were lots of lots of good bits actually. But so there are a few highlights for me. Uh, one was meeting um, the Professor Chiara who actually sort of came across this combination of um, HA, which I'm sure we'll talk about a bit more, but she is a professor based in Naples mm. and she actually flew up and met us in Milan, just uh, me, Stephen Liu and George, the Australian team and the IPSA um, company and we actually had half a day with her and she actually explained exactly how she developed the product, how she came across it. I mean, like all good things, it was discovered by accident mm. and um, what's really unusual is the impact it has on the actual uh, skin turnover cellular impact in the skin. So it's quite different to other hyaluronic acid molecules and that is this sort of unique combination where she has shown that the combination of um, this hyaluronic acid in this form has a very different impact on cells to other hyaluronic acid. So the keratinocytes, the fibroblasts, the adipocytes, they all uh, respond to this combination and some of the best stuff she showed us were the wound healing um, studies that they've done. So basically they do a scratch test, they scratch the skin and put um, a hyaluronic acid medium and then watch how fast it actually heals. And with this particular combination, everything healed a lot faster than either of the um, chains alone yeah. or the control, obviously. So there's some actual strong science behind it and um, that's what I probably didn't understand how it actually works differently to the other hyaluronic acid products in the skin. Yeah. And so we did that. Then in the afternoon we went and actually saw the production of the um, product. So we got to tour the factory, saw all the little syringes being filled up, saw the Australian stuff being made. Um, of course, we just have different packaging, uh, different Same boxes. Same stuff, different labels. So, yeah, exactly. Different, <laughs> okay. different labels um, to meet all our requirements. And then we did a couple of days of one of their master classes. So that's where we actually got to interact with all the doctors from Europe and Middle East in particular who had been using it for quite a long time and then did some shopping and came home. Fantastic. Mm. Um, tell us a bit more about the Australian boxing and packaging because I understand that there's also a leaflet that has to go in there, George. That was part of the regulatory process. Yes, that's right. Um, Labelling is very important and... Um uh, there, there are some changes that are going through or are being implemented by the TGA at the moment, which could be another reason of s slowing down the process for us. Um, so in there, you will find um, the information for use um, leaflet. It's like the product information sheet that you would normally find in a, in a drug. Um, you're also going to have a patient insert card and, and now a patient information leaflet. So I think there's an encouragement now to not have those glossy brochures that you find, you know, at the, you know, outside the waiting room. 
once you open the profilo box, the cosmetic injector, the healthcare professional is to obviously provide that patient information leaflet to the um, to the, to the patient. Um, so similar to a, a CMI or a consumer medicine information sheet. Yeah. And I'm assuming uh, nurses as well can inject this product? Absolutely. Yeah. So registered nurses and any healthcare pr- practitioners. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get onto the product, should we maybe just do a little bit of a sort of background discussion around the importance of collagen and elastin and how hyaluronic acid works. And who better to well, do that than... Our- hey, look, we've got Cara McDonald here. <laughs> yeah, <you> fancy that. <laughs> I mean, you know, there may be some injectors out there who don't quite understand the product and we'll come on to like why we use it. But, you know, the little bit about skin aging would be would be helpful to sort of uh, orientate this chat, Cara. Absolutely. You know I love to talk about skin. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Um So I think it is really important, actually, and one of the things that we neglect to appreciate is that the skin ages in so many different ways, Mm. and we all look at volume, volume loss, volume loss, volume loss, and we hear about that, we talk about it, we talk about the bony resorption, we talk about loss or redistribution of the fat layers, we talk about, you know, changes in the muscles and uh, resting tone, but, and also we talk about thinning of the skin. But if you actually look at the face, the loss of volume is not huge. It's certainly not, you know, mils and mils and mils. But the thing is that when we put volume in, we actually improve the appearance of some of those other changes. But a lot of the problem with ageing is descent of the tissue and loss of integrity. And it's loss of integrity of the skin, but also actually those muscles, the ligaments, everything sags a bit. It doesn't necessarily disappear. And um, that's where that redistribution of volume is probably more important than actually loss of volume to some degree, or at least, you know, both. So I think when we look at anti-aging procedures, we need to remember that improving that tightness and, re- and, improve- and decreasing the sagging is, is probably more effective than just replacing volume yeah. all the time in terms of prevention. And when you look at this product, I mean, we have a lot of evidence now about what it actually does in the skin, but it also impacts the changes that happen in the fat and possibly the muscles and possibly even the bony layers. And that's Ooh. where it's really exciting. And the research is still, um, you know, coming out with that. So we don't have it all yet. But the way I like to think about it is that, you know, it doesn't make you grow fat or grow bone or grow muscle, but it stops those changes where all those cells become less effective and slower and sluggish over time. So our fat cells go back to a, a more youthful appearance and our skin cells go back to a more youthful turnover rate. And um, so if we look at the skin specifically, we all know that the extracellular matrix is the main component of the dermis and that is your elastin, hyaluronic acid and your collagen. So they're your three big components that actually give you skin thickness, skin um, you know, hydration, elasticity, luminosity, all all the things we want are in that extracellular matrix. The surface cells, yeah, epidermis, is where our skincare really is effective, but um, the thinning of the epidermis is minimal. I mean, our epidermis is less than half a millimetre thick most of the time, whereas our dermis is a few millimetres thick. So it's the dermis that actually is important. And if we can 
increase the activity of our fibroblasts. That is the cell that actually, you know, produces all those components. So I think this product does two things really. One is it literally just injects a high concentration of hyaluronic acid into the dermis. And because it spreads, it really gives you that water holding ability without any volume. So it doesn't give you any swelling or lumps or puffiness or volume as such, but it's holding a whole lot of water into your dermis. And that's probably a more temporary um, uh, effect, which is why people want it again as it wears off. Um, but the other thing it does is it actually switches on these fibroblasts and probably keratinocytes and adipocytes, but it makes them more youthful. So the fibroblasts actually start producing more collagen again. They produce more hyaluronic acid again, and uh, they have a kind of better um, function, I suppose. Fantastic. You got that, David? All of it. Got, yep. I'm going to test you after. Sure. No worries. Well, I'm the collagen king, you know this. So you got, you that, well, you just lie there and get stabbed. Do you, do you just drink it or, you Oh, know? I skin needle myself. I, yeah. I've, every, anything, Hold any, on. anything that's You've possible. You've had some of these treatments. I've had some of these treatments. You've had some other brand yep. treatments. Yes. You have lights. Yep. Needling. Yep. We call um, it one of each things. Yes. Yeah. Everything. That's, that's what the, I like. No, I'm joking. All he, he looks oh, after himself. He does. I'm not ashamed to admit it. No sugar, no alcohol, and no caffeine as well. Very minimal. Very minimal amounts. And lots of water. He looks like a Buddhist monk. (laughs) And sleep. Sleep. That's the big one, right? That's Correct. I've been trying to convince George that sleep is important. It's a superpower. (laughs) He doesn't believe me. There's a a great guy, um, Dr. Matthew Walker. He's got got an amazing book out. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast a couple of years ago talking about sleep. Why we sleep? Yeah, just talking about the importance of sleep, how it improves cognitive ability, physical performance. Uh, anything less than I've eight. Re- anything I've read less the than, book. I've yeah, read there the you book. go. So, yeah. and even the, the low level brain damage for like lack of sleep was just. That's why we felt stuff. so weird yesterday morning, Cara. <laughs> <laughs> after two hours of sleep after the gala. Bye, bye, Now, um, all those things that you just mentioned, that the process that this new product is supposed to work by is skin bio remodeling. Is that the word that we're using for this new injectable? Correct. That's um, look the coined phrase I think that Mm. they've used a lot of people say what does that actually mean I think it's really a term to just differentiate it from other products because um, as far as we know the classic dermal filling hyaluronic acids do not um, have this same effect of switching uh, the cells on and even the you know the skin boosters which are you know, classically just un, uh, cross-linked hyaluronic acid, they they exist there, they they give you the hydration, but they don't have this switch-on effect, which is what we seem to see with this product, which others don't do. And therefore, we remodel the skin by producing new stuff. Mm. So, I mean, from what I can tell, there's two main differences with this product versus all of the other, like you said, skin boosters or even the filling fillers in that it's not traditionally cross-linked. So there's no BDDE. Um, we can talk about that in a sec, but also it's the concentration of hyaluronic acid. Um, it's it's very high, but because of the way it's cross-linked, it's very runny. So I don't know if you want to expand on the rheology for the dum-dums like me, <laughs> just so we can like, you know, because it is quite different and, and that is the only difference that I can ascertain. It's It's still hyaluronic acid. Yes, and, you know, it's complicated and I like to dumb things down and keep it simple. So the way I think about it is, um, as you said, it's high concentration um, but 
not cross-linked in a typical way. So it is cross-linked uh, or, or bonded through another process mm. where it does have a long and a shorter hyaluronic acid chain and they have this thermal bonding process where they heat it up to a very high temperature and they form these covalent bonds which are sticking together. Yeah. Um, so the two chains stick together and as they cool it down, they stay stuck together. So you do have this bonding or you might call it cross-linking but not through a normal chemical process and I think that has something to do with why it has this activity within the skin. But the concentration, which is 32 milligrams of hyaluronic acid per mil, is very high, very high for something that is actually quite runny. Yeah. And so tan delta is uh, a measure of how much something flows and um, as we heard yesterday at the conference, something like ice is zero, something like water is two, and this is about 1.4. Yeah. So it's quite runny, but despite that, it's got this high concentration. So what that means is we can inject it under the skin and it spreads, so we don't have to put it in lots of tiny little injection mm. sites. We can actually just pop it in a few and know that it's going to go, you know, at least four centimetres from where you put it which means you don't have to be that specific about where you put it. You're going to get that improvement throughout the whole area. And um, you get the very high high concentration hyaluronic acid, which means you get the hydration without it being a gel or, or kind of stiff product like you might mm. see with other high concentration HA. And how would that differ from the, the sort of hyaluronic concentration in your, in your typical dermal filler? Oh, most of them are around 20, okay. say, milligrams per mil. Okay. So, so significantly, significantly higher yeah. for something that is so it's liquid. Deemed a, yeah. Yeah. Pseudo skin booster. It's, uh, it's very mm. different. And the, and the way you're kind of describing it, it is, is whereas a traditional filler is used to, I guess, enhance and volumize shape, you're, it's almost like a fertilizer. You're sort of injecting it into the right layer and it's actually stimulating. It's a great way to yeah. put it. I love it. Yeah. Everything fertilizer. goes back to plants, Cara. Yep. Fert like, just put it back in the way <laughs> I I'm, yeah. I'm using that. Yeah. It's yeah. a fertilizer. A skin yeah. fertilizer. There you go. There yeah. we go. Gosh, so, I think that's that's going to be the you know the term of the. You product. can just quote me at the bottom of yeah, all your talk. Yeah, yeah. You that's no problem. <laughs> it's going to be bio remodeling yeah. fertilizer. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> now, George, what what types of patients are you marketing this new product at? And then maybe Cara can sort of jump in when relevant. But yeah, how are you going to be marketing it to to patient selection? Um, I think Cara will answer this better, um, but from the people that we've spoken to around the world um, and the way it's been used in New Zealand particularly, um, this is a product that I guess um, has been introduced into many patient journeys or you know uh, treatment journeys. So it doesn't matter if they're young or if they're middle-aged or older, um, there is a, a need for skin improvement in all those sorts of uh, people. So it can be preventative, it can be corrective, um, yeah. yeah, and I think also it's going to open up um, the market even more um, by a lot of people who actually are not having fillers or would yep. don't want to have fillers, but this is a great alternative. Yeah, because it's it's crazy, you know. Even in even in today's sort of quite educated marketplace, you still get people saying, oh, "I don't want to look like a freak. I don't want to get injectables done because I'm going to look." like someone else, I don't want one of those people with, you know, the lips that have their own postcode and all these kinds of things. So I think that, it, as you said, like having this kind of product that you can market to those people that are petrified of changing how they look or, look, or going too far. 
And and the men. And the men, yes. And And they've got good reason to worry about it, you know, because unfortunately most of the work that you can see out on the street isn't good. No, you only notice the Um, bad stuff, right? Exactly. You're not going to see the people that are having great treatment. So the people that are um, afraid are afraid for a very good reason because they know that you can look very weird with um, aesthetic treatments. And it will be absolutely great for them. And just to add further to what George said, I think he's spot on. You know, for those younger skin-obsessed, skincare-obsessed, you know, we've got this whole generation that are all about the skin. You know, the skin is now more important to people than their weight, um, you know, than most other aesthetic concerns. And skin is number one. So for these people that are going to do anything to keep their skin good, uh, they're already using their sunscreen, which is great, but they want something else. They want prevention without looking weird. They want to still look like they're 25 when they're 35 and 45 mm-hmm. without looking like they've had any work done. Yeah. And for those people, this is the ideal product because I think what I say to my patients is that if you did one side of your face for five years, you'll see a huge difference. Yeah. You might not see a huge difference after one treatment or two or three, because you've already got great skin. Mm. Yep. But if you treat one side of your face, you'll know what you're doing. And the other thing that I picked up from our trip was that the patients, those patients in particular, they feel it. Yeah. They feel it before the, rather than see it. And, yeah. they, and they say, my skin just feels so good. It feels yeah. firmer. It feels um, more hydrated. And yeah. it looks better with makeup and without makeup and all the rest of it. And then you move, you know, up the age groups. And the older you are, I mean, technically it's, uh, I think, indicated for crepiness. That's its, you know, indication. So if you think about it like that, you're looking at actually a much older age group. Those people, um, you know, if you think of that upper inner arm that's actually mm. not sun damaged at all. The but tuck shop arm. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's yours. Yeah. Pretty good, <laughs> yeah, yeah, David. Just well like done. David's. <laughs> yeah. No, it's that crepey skin that just is a bit tissue papery yep. and, you know, no no dermal filler is going to help that. No. And this is what um, this product is actually meant for. And that's why, um, you know, we see that change from crepiness to smoother and uh, better better integrity. So that's sort of the other end of the spectrum where you've got a crepiness to that skin and you can actually start to see that reversal. And for those patients, um, the guys overseas said, you know, you you might, there's, there's a lot, you know, they need a lot of work <laughs> in terms of, <laughs> you know, they've come a long way in the ageing process, yeah. but when they look back after two years, after having it for two years, that's when they go, oh, my God, look at what my skin looked like then. And now I see the difference. So it's everything from that kind of, you know, stay young to just slowly reverse. And I think those older people, they need more treatments. They need longer to see the improvement. But, again, if they don't do it, they're not going to be getting better. Yeah. I'd put my, um, my business hat on for a minute. And thinking about the opportunities, I've sold all my businesses now, but <laughs> at some stage I, I will get back in. Um, from a business owner's perspective, the opportunity to capture a different segment of the market that were traditionally quite, you know, they, they weren't interested in, in having enhancements done, especially I think like that baby boomer generation, like people like my parents who are still quite conservative, they're sort of worried about this kind of thing, but they do want to do something about the aging process. And traditionally, yeah. you know, we've got resurfacing laser. Yeah, which but is pretty they full don't on. Want, yeah. These people don't want a week of healing, yep. especially if they're new to yeah. um, aesthetic procedures. Yeah. So it's a great alternative to something that's a bit more invasive, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Now, 
let's talk about how it's injected and some of the protocols. So let's say David went along to my clinic today and I, and I was fully trained up. I'm doing my training next week. Thank I've you, had, George. I've had the treatment already. Well, you can have some more. <laughs> Um, yeah, how does it work? So, so how many you can mils? Never have too much. No, no yeah. never. You just keep going. More, more is more, Cara. Um, yeah, how many mils come in a box? How many, you know, go into the face? And, and we'll talk about on label for now. And then, what's the follow up? So the protocol is it's a two mil syringe, and essentially we use a protocol developed by the company called the BAP technique, which is a bioesthetic point. Mm-hmm. And again, this is just a, a phrase that's been um, coined to describe how they think it's best injected for a standardised response. And the BAP technique is essentially five points on each side of the face. And they are, ascent- for those people that inject, you know, in the preauricular area, pretty much over the zygomatic eminence, in the um, sort of area just lateral to the base of the ala. Uh, just to the lateral side of the chin crease, the um, labiomental fold, and uh, at the angle of the jaw. So right. very simple five points. And, you know, there are measurements. It's two centimetres from here and so on. But actually it spreads around four centimetres and it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a millimetre here or a millimetre there because we know from there it just flows and it flows quite quickly. Even within half an hour, you see it's it's spread centimetres on um, imaging that mm. they've done. So what I tend to do is, um, you know, use those points but move them slightly. If if someone's particularly crepey in one area, um, you might, you know, move them slightly closer or further apart. But it's it's really a great technique because it's pretty much fail-proof. And it's just a subdermal injection. So you want to be superficial. You don't want to be intradermal. So if you're intradermal, you'll see the whitening or the the blanching of your skin. But you want to actually see a bleb form. Mm -hmm. So I tend to just pop my needle just um, subdermal and then just you can just lift it or wiggle it slightly and you can see your needle there. Mm -hmm. So you know you're pretty superficial. Just a point from, again, from my trip is that one of the injectors said that they felt like they, they had a chain clinic, like as in a whole lot of clinics. This injector owned a whole lot of clinics. And he said that he felt initially they weren't getting results and he realised that everyone was injecting too deep. Mm. They were really um, in the subcutis. Right. Sorry, in the, you know, in the um, fat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be deep in the fat if you want to see the results for skin texture right having said that the uh probably off-label but you know they are injecting it now into fat for fat um viability and so on before harvesting fat which is really interesting interesting. yeah for for transfers and grafts and things like that yeah yeah so um studies that are being done we can talk about research uh research that is being done is injecting it into the abdominal fat before um harvesting fat transfer Mm. it's your fertilizer analogy again it's a gift that keeps giving exactly (laughs) so you need to be in that subdermal deep dermal kind of plane Mm -hmm. not in the subcutis you know not not in your fat yeah and um, and then you will see a little bleb raise, yeah. And that bleb tends to on the face because the skin's quite thick. It disappears over half an hour, an hour. Sometimes you can still feel them up to twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And uh, one caution is if you've got someone with eye bags or a lot of loose skin around the eye, then don't go too close to the um, orbital area because the strong uh, concentration of hyaluronic acid tends to bring water into that Mm. area. And those people can report puffiness for a few weeks. It does settle, Mm -hmm. but I tend to keep it lower. Um, Some injectors always keep it on the lower um, border of the zygoma rather than up higher near the crow's feet, whereas some people kind of almost Mm -hmm. go up near the crow's feet. Um, Yeah, sorry. We were talking about um, how it fits into the, I guess, portfolio of treatments you might have in your clinic um, in respect of dermal fillers, but I'm kind of thinking about from a toxin perspective, I know as a guy, um, I don't mind having a few lines and wrinkles, especially when I do want to express myself. And, you know, we can talk about, you know, go down that that path of talking about, you know, the implications of not being able to express yourself and how that implicates, you know, there's a whole different discussion there. But having those lines being static, so when you're not expressing yourself, but still wanting to have the ability to, to see those lines and, and be able to show that facial expression um, when, you are, when you are actively doing that. And I would see this... In inter- like interesting how this would fit into that equation for those patients that do want to maintain those and don't want to get a lot of toxin treatments. Do you have any, any thoughts on that? You're speaking my language, David. I'm always in trouble with the company for saying don't <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, yeah. don't overdo the it's toxin. A, it's don't an adjunct thing though, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. I am all for having movement and I think it's not only important for expression there's some really good studies that shows it's important for your ability to actually communicate and feel other people's emotions. Did you know that if someone, um, you know, looks at you with a sad face, mm. your mirror neurons fire, give you a sad face, and that gives you a feeling of empathy and feeling yeah. for them. You don't feel empathy and then do a sad face. You actually do the sad face so that you can feel empathy. Mm. So if you can't ever look or feel sad or it's the same with joy. If you can't actually really smile properly and raise your eyebrows and open your eyes, which is a, a you know, expression of joy, you don't actually feel as much joy. Yeah. So it's not just about not feeling sad and and so on. But anyway, that's a whole other podcast, oh, as yeah. you said. We'll get you back. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a pet, pet <laughs> well, topic I of mean, mine. Um, yeah. Well, like, I mean, I read about the impact of how that's impacting children in terms of learning facial expression from their parents. Yeah, and we're creating. That's why a, my children creating, have no empathy because they've never seen me. <laughs> we're creating a generation of sociopaths Psychopaths, with too much toxin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but so yeah, so yes. you can use it for you know improving skin, but not necessarily going down the whole injectable pathway. Is yeah. basically what you're saying. A bit of everything's yeah. best, yeah. I say. Perfect. So okay, so we've done our five BAP points on each side of David's face mm-hmm. for maybe an hour, maybe a few hours. He noticed some mild lumps. They go away within a day. I'm saying lumps. I mean, I mean, we can talk from personal experience. They just look like sort of beasting. They look like they look like like what I'd get after a tox treatment, but kind of a bit bigger. That's what it kind of looks like to me. Yeah. That's what it felt like, like okay. giant tox. Yeah, they're like yeah. little smarties yeah. under the skin. <laughs> okay. Um, so I don't know if I said point two in each uh, injection site. So five each side of the face, 10 times 0.2 equals two mils. And there you have it. It's done. And what gauge needle does the syringe come with? It's a 29 gauge. Okay. So it's not too bad. And then you bring your patient back in a month for a second round of that. There's no anesthetic in the product. I think it's just worth mentioning that since we're talking to injectors here. Um, As we know, a lot of the products have anesthetic mixed in with them. And because of that, there is a sort of burning sensation as it goes Mm. in, much like when you have toxin. I didn't find uh, it too bad, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I, 
I don't think it is bad. I think if you inject quite slowly, which you generally need to because it's quite a hard syringe to inject through. Um, And we talked to them about that because they've put it in this 2-mil syringe, which actually takes a fair bit of force just initially to inject compared to a traditional Mm. filler. But, you know, as with all these things, they put it in that syringe. By the time they started to get you know, feedback that it was quite hard to inject out of that syringe to change their entire production process yeah. to a different syringe. Yeah. You know, you can just imagine the cost of just changing a syringe size yeah. and then all the approvals in every country again would have to be changed and so on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it all sounds very easy. Why don't you put in two one mil syringes or which would be much easier to inject? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, um, <laughs> we wish. Have you heard of anyone off-label decanting to different syringes? I have heard of that, yes. Okay, good right. to know. Um, anyway, so back to uh, the, the regimen, as it were. So we've done one treatment and then back again for similar thing in a month's time. Yeah, the suggested protocol is repeat treatment. So do your two meals, repeat the treatment in approximately one month. Yes. And then about every six to nine months thereafter at the patient's discretion. Yeah. Now, I think, again, every patient is different. What they want is different. I've heard, you know, for people that are on the more severe end of the spectrum, they suggest three treatments. Um, I've heard that some of those younger people that, you know, are looking at prevention and just love the feel of it, they just get it done when they come in for their toxin. So they go every four months. Toxin and profilo. Yeah. Oh, Did I say that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's it's variable, but that's your standard yeah. treatment regime. I'm going to ask a question that probably lots of people are thinking mm. um, and wasn't on the – you know, this is how I roll. I'm going to ask questions that aren't on the, on the question. Um, you, t- you spoke about like sort of, you know, quite a difficult sort of process with, you know, extruding You know, the my agent might walk in and – Yes, exactly. Pull, pull me out of here for <laughs> yeah. unauthorised well, questions. Think, okay, well, I mean, we're talking about things. Um, so, you're directing a hyaluronic acid even though it's quite runny. So, the risk of occlusions. Can we sort of just talk about that for a moment? Is it is it a real issue? Is it not because it's so runny? Yeah. Um, I think it was on the list actually. It Safety was. Data. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I read the questions. We ask the tough questions on AA, David. <laughs> yes. No one escapes. <laughs> so, interestingly, and I find this actually really surprising, they're – they have had no reported intravascular injections in in the six-year history of this Mm. product. I mean, you can take that however you like, but I think it's impossible that that is the case. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I suspect is that the consequences of an intravascular injection are probably not the same as with a a, a, um, chemically cross-linked product, where we know if you've got a gel, you know, it's a thick product, you block a blood vessel, then you're not getting blood to that area. Whereas possibly because of the rheology of this product, if you get a bit in a a blood vessel, Mm -hmm. it actually dissolves out into the liquid of the blood and doesn't cause the same sequelae as we see with a gel. And and I I mean, that to me is the only feasible explanation um, because it's it's just not possible that nobody's got it in a blood vessel yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously there have been no dire con- consequences if that has happened. And, you know, that's great, great for us. You know, it was um, funny. I was genuinely thinking about this question yesterday when they were talking about Buffalo on stage. And I was thinking of you particularly, Cara, because we were having a giggle about aspiration, oscillation. <laughs> you were one of the authors on the futility paper about aspiration and so on. And I was thinking, okay, 
we're doing these little 0.2 boluses in effect in the sort of subdominal plane. Would you do a little oscillation to kind of even cover your back? Of course. From a minor, you know, occlusion, even though we've just said it's more superficial. I do not inject anything without moving. Okay. Um, And as you would have heard me say the other day, you know, anybody that's ever tried to actually cannulate an artery before – um, and most doctors at least have tried whether we're successful. I mean, arteries contract, mm. they hurt, they're, they're an extremely uh, muscular structure. So if you imagine that little artery and you've got a little needle tip and you're just stabbing at it, it's not going to let you fill it up with filler, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Because it will, the patient will either say, that really hurts. It will bleed and blow on you or it will contract. And if a vessel is contracted, it's very hard to fill it up with enough product that it blocks it off. Yeah. So I just I just cannot work out why you wouldn't be stabbing at it because you assume you're in a vessel the whole time. You irritate a little arteriole. And, I mean, I do a lot of surgery, so, you know, you only have to touch a little vessel and they you can see them spasm and contract yeah Mm. and you've got a sharp little needle tip to irritate the crap out of it why wouldn't you like i just it just doesn't make any sense to me because otherwise as i said you know you're just assuming you're not in it and then you're praying that that point two isn't going into a vessel yeah um and i would rather not do that so anyway that's yeah. my little rant for the day. No, that's but, good. But um, absolutely, I move my needle tip because I'm in a vessel. If yeah. you, I just consider I'm always in a vessel. Perfect. Yeah. Um, what areas are on label here in Australia? Because I know it's slightly different to Europe and maybe George will do some magic and get some more things on label. But what, what's currently allowed and what's coming maybe? Um, well, the face. The face is currently on label. It's approved. As we know, in Europe, um, it has been approved for the neck, which I'm sure will be very soon in Australia. It's underway. And then, uh, very excitingly, they have launched Profilo Body in uh, Europe as well. And the funny thing about this is it's exactly the same product. It's just in a bigger syringe but weirdly easier to inject. So it comes oh. in a three mil syringe, but they because they learnt from experience, they've made it a narrower lumen. It's much easier to inject out of right. a three mil syringe rather than the two mil syringe. And given it's the same product, it just means you can do a bigger area. So am I right in saying where does Profilo body and, and standard Profilo fit with other off-label areas like elbow, knee, inner arm, like you mentioned? Like, So, um, look, I don't actually know. George might be able to answer what the approval process will be looking for, but the areas that they indicate it for in Europe are knees, crepey knees, Upper inner arm, backs of hands, and um, decolletage. Right. Okay. George, any, any news on You can on... do anything. Apparently, you just jump in a swimming pool of it and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you come out looking heaps better. Yeah. I want to profile a <laughs> smoothie. That would be good. <laughs> yeah, George. I mean, why would they have a problem? It, it's skin, same product, same stuff. I, I really don't know the answer to that. All I can say Less is. Less studies available, <laughs> I suppose, you know. Okay. Um, so they just. All I can say is boxes. that. Um, in New Zealand, our friends, our colleagues over there will be um, having Profilo Body at the end of this month and 
Yeah. So. How far away from it in Australia do you think? Oh, I'm not quite sure. Another three years. Another three years. No, <laughs> 2050? No, no it, it, it definitely won't be. I don't think it would be. No. Right. No. Well, that's, I mean, we've spoken about this so many times on the podcast is that missing link between the face and the neck where you've got people that look like, you know, that, like a Mr. Potato Head where you sort of get the different, it's like, mm. that's like it doesn't match. You've got like a face that doesn't match the body, especially when you've got like this overly done face and then this neck that looks like it belongs on a different person. So finally allow us. Sorry? I said the moral of the story, don't yeah. overdo the face. <laughs> yeah. Wear yeah. sunscreen. Yeah. yeah, wear sunscreen. Don't yeah. sunbank. Yeah. So, that, I mean, I'm really excited about that because that's just a whole other area of injectables. I mean, we've heard about like sculpture being used to do Brazilian butt lifts and all sorts of crazy stuff, but something that can actually treat the body like at scale mm. is really exciting. Yes. Now, managing expectations. Mm. So, this all sounds wonderful. Everyone's <laughs> excited, but obviously, you know, we want to manage our patients' expectations. So we've touched on the, the type of patients. You can do younger, middle age, maybe even older. Uh, the older they get, the, the crepier, slightly looser skin, finer lines, et cetera. But what, what, what should a patient really expect? Are we going to be able to see this in a photo? Are they going to get comments from you know friends and family? Like What, what to expect? Okay, so again, everyone is a little bit different here, but I think it comes down to the old saying where you should, you know, under-promise and over-deliver. Yeah. And I think this product's good at doing that because I've actually started saying to people probably one in five, which again, you know, this is what I've picked up from other injectors that have used it for a while, one in five can look at their photo after the two treatments and see a difference. Ooh, okay. Um, so low, but if they expect that, then that's okay because they feel the difference before they see it. And um, as I said before, you know, you've got to vary it depending on which patient you're dealing with and what their goals are. But, you know, if you look at it from a preventative point of view, they will see the difference over time. If you look at it from a crepey ageing point of view, they will see the difference over time. And, um, you know, my bottom line is if you can, why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the comments that I've got from, you know, speaking to injectors is that um, after even the first session, many people notice a hydratory effect, that the skin feels, you know, hydrated, maybe a little bit glowy. You got 64 milligrams of hyaluronic acid. Yeah, you got a ton in there. (laughs) I think the technical term is plump AF. Yeah. (laughs) But, well, luminous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's more of a maybe a a feeling. But um, after the second, maybe after a month, They've already had that first whack, but then then you may be getting the to- or the textural change kicking in a bit later. Would you? Is that? Yeah. Look, I think as I said before, your short term is your hydration. Yeah. Um, you're just putting a high concentration of of hyaluronic acid that we all know acts like a sponge. It holds water, and it gives you a plumper feel. And it depends on where you started, right? Mm. If you started as a prune, it's going to take more <laughs> to see or feel that difference to if you started, um, you know, as a glowing 25-year-old. Um, I thought you were going to say grape. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. You know, one of those nice fat grapes, yeah, so you know. A juicy grape. Yeah. Maybe an overfilled grape, yeah. you know, even better. Um, so look at your patient. Don't overpromise. But, you know, emphasise those long-term benefits because that bio-remodelling is going to take time. You know, no no fibroblasts can, you know, produce collagen just like, you know, overnight. Yeah. Well, we've got a living um, example here. What what did you notice? 
Um, well, I had it done. I had some. Am I allowed to talk about the stuff I had it off label? <laughs> yeah, well, everyone just George will put his fingers in his ears and pretend you're allowed you can't. to talk yeah. about anything you want. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's so the point. I had it done on my decolletage, and I also had it done on my neck. So I worried about your cleavage lens. <laughs> cleavage. Yeah, well, I wake up, I sleep on my side, and because I've got such huge pectoral muscles, right, they, they right, fold right. over okay. and, while I'm asleep, and it creates lines in my chest. So, yeah. So, um, particularly for that, and also the neck, which I'm hyper hyper conscious about, because I just being in the industry and just seeing as I, as I went on my little rant before around the, the, the untreated neck versus the overdone face and seeing as though the skin's so thin that I've naturally got like a long thin neck anyway. So for me, I was conscious about wanting to maintain that. Mm. And then I guess, you know, like the other like collagen stimulator products on the market, you know, they tend to like bulk the area. And I guess for like, especially like finer parts of the face, I particularly like under the chin and, and where you don't want, oh, particularly like a female neck, you don't want to bulk your neck up. Mm. It seems to me like- no brainer, really. Yeah. But my, my, my procedure itself was, was like very comfortable. But like I'm also a seasoned well, – I've had everything. I've had like so many needles in me. I mean like, yeah. yeah. Um, so for me, it, it was very – it felt like – it just felt like it was a an extended sort of toxin treatment, to be honest. It didn't feel like much more than that. I didn't get any bruise. Oh, did I get a little bruise? I might have got one little bruise, but that was it. Yeah. So very, very straightforward. Cara, you, you've been jabbed by Stephen, haven't you, when you, when you had some training or not? Yes, yes, I have. I um, I have my neck and chest done. Am I allowed to talk about it? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you're okay. in a different country. So I was in a different country. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Initially. Um, and face, yes. So I've, I'm actually way overdue for my second treatment. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like the plumber's toilet. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But... I mean, I'm a bit like David. I have one of everything. So yeah. sometimes I have no idea and then I, um, you know, burn my face off every now and again. So <laughs> I absolutely, you know, feel like my skin's good and feels hydrated I, even after the one treatment. I did see an improvement on my yeah. chest actually yeah. because, Ooh. you know, my massive breasts as well <laughs> 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 give me really bad sleep lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, well, I'm sure it's just going to get better and better over the next couple of years. Fair enough. Now, we, we pretty much touched on this, but let's just sort of say it in a question. Where does Profilo fit into it, an injector's armory? Like they've got all this stuff in the cupboard and toxins and filling fillers and skin boosters and, you know, products like the biostimulators. So where and why should they use this versus maybe some of those, you know, more niche options that are already available? Yeah, it's a great question because I think you get to a point where you think I just can't actually add any more products to what I do. I actually have wound back um, yeah. on products because I think you can really only be excellent at a small number as such. Um, speaking from other people's experience, again, because I just have not had this in my hands for, for that long, a lot of people um, talk about long-term skin boosters, giving people that doughy kind mm. of look, mm. you know, like that feeling like you could press on their skin and you'll leave a fingerprint, Yeah, um, which is not attractive. And this won't do that. It adds no bulk, no. <laughs> Just doing the test on yeah, David's yeah. face. There's no <laughs> waterlogging. That's no. good. <laughs> no, no doughy kind of look. So, I mean, if I, I don't use other skin boosters, and um, so I'm not looking to replace anything, but I, I would have thought that this is an alternative to that. It really gives a different stimulation to the skin. So, again, you're not just adding water and, and sort of hyaluronic acid. You're hopefully getting a longer-term benefit. 
um, compared to some of the biostimulating fillers, as we said, they are in a deeper plane. Mm. So there you're looking at fibrosis, yep. really. You're you're looking at kind of a, a scar-like tissue and that mm. has, you know, consequences down the track as well, whereas this is not going to give you any fibrosis. It's not going to give you that deep, um, you know, I suppose, yeah, it's a scar-like tissue under the skin. Mm-hmm. But you know they they are meant to produce collagen as well. But I think typically they're they're deeper. They're not really um, improving the integrity of your dermis. So this is hopefully just going to bring your skin back to a more youthful type of skin, which is tighter and firmer, yeah. rather than creating a whole new, not so natural layer under the skin yeah Mm -hmm. um that's the best way i can explain it i think we all need to work out whether it's something we can um, put into our toolkit and who it's good for would you potentially see it as a primer for secondary treatments later so your typical hyaluronic acids we are looking to create shape but you do want to improve the quality of the skin there before you do that yeah absolutely i mean a primer or just an adjuvant sort of treatment um it's, it's, it can be used in any way you want, yeah. really. And that's, like I said, the beauty of it, you can really use it in anyone and yeah. uh, you don't have to necessarily pick your patients that carefully, but you do need to set your expectations carefully. Mm. Yeah. If I can ask you, have you, used, I mean, you don't now, but have you previously tried various brand skin boosters? I have, and I've been really underwhelmed, if I'm completely honest. And I've tried, you know, the gun, freehand 200 injections all over the face (laughs) and you know you're always going to bruise people it's always uncomfortable I think the result's pretty underwhelming if I'm honest so I think this is going to be quite different but what was your experience with the previous skin boosters? Yeah same I have not actually used that much of them because possibly because I have other things in my toolkit being um, energy based devices basically and just looking at yeah, some of the results. I, I really think you can see some skin boosters in a in a strange kind of way, and I've tended to steer mostly away from them. I have a I have used them a bit, and I'll I'll use them in certain areas, mm. but not extensively. Mm. So, in terms of training an injector, in terms of I guess level of experience that you'd need them to have, like where in their journey would you potentially say they're suitable to start doing these treatments and then becoming proficient, or I don't know, use expert, but adequately proficient to be able to comfortably and successfully integrate it into their practice. What's that sort of look like, George? And then maybe Kyra can jump in as well. Yeah. Um, well, where, where um, our philosophy um, with the rollout of this product is that we want it to be understood um, all the things that Cara talked about, you know, the expectation, how it works, it's so, so different to any other product on the market. And so that's one key component of the training part. Then, the, then there's the other part, which is the familiarisation of the injecting technique. It's not a hard injection. It's very simple, but we still want people to inject uh, properly. Um, and we, we're taking that as, res- as a responsibility from our part. Um, I know... It's going to be costly for us and it might, you know, seem to be a bit of a slower process in, you know, in getting people, getting the product to their hands. But I think people will appreciate it, um, that they're going to be trained up properly uh, from us. So we have a, we have a, 
a training course, if you like, or a, 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 um, a training schedule, which involves you know a number of different interventions and etc. Um, yeah, so uh, we won't give uh, product um, to people unless they've been trained and certified. Mm-hmm. Um, enrolled nurses, um, we, we're really giving it to registered nurses. Mm-hmm. Uh, to use and also uh, doctors as well. Yeah. Yeah. So cosmetic injectors. How mm-hmm. about dentists? Because we've got quite a lot of dentists yeah. listening in Australia. Would mm. you train dentists? Well, it's it certainly is. Um, our indication is for the face. I think you know that's that's a part that you know they know very well as far as anatomy. If it's in their scope of practice, yeah. Then yeah. 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 But, Perfect. Um, and will they have to pay for their training or do they open an account? How does yeah, it work? No. So, um, yeah, again, we'll, we'll get everyone to, um, you know, put, place their uh, order. Um, if they place one of the, um, types of orders that we've got in our launch offer, um, that, that'll be all free. Fantastic. So yeah. they open an account, make a small order and then yep. the training's involved, um, included in that. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Now I know that you guys have been completely snowed under with, you know, requests, people trying to open accounts, trying to call you, trying to email you, and, and you guys are <laughs> probably have been scrambling. But how do they best communicate with you? What, what, what should they do? What's the best email? Yeah, so um, info at dermocosmetica.com.au or customer service at dermocosmetica.com.au are the two um, preferred emails um, or just calling out our office number. Fantastic. Yeah. And uh, I've got my training mm-hmm. next week. Mm-hmm. So... Can I tell people that I'll be helping you with some training in Sydney? Most definitely. Do you need a model? I'm, I'm available. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a call, David. <laughs> Treatment number 384. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this year. So, no, it, Most be, definitely. I'm honoured to sort of join you and, and Cara and the team and, and you know, uh, help roll out what sounds like a fantastic product. Yeah, we've um, we've built, you know, a, 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 an infrastructure, resources around us uh, with uh, people like yourself, uh, Cara and other people. Um, so we've got, you know, a, a collection of people coming from nurses, nurse experience, people, trainers, ex-trainers um, that are going to be helping us on this quest. So, um, yeah, we're um, we're very pleased that despite, you know, it's been a difficult time to find people, you know, mm. to, uh, to uh, help. Um, we've had a lot of people that actually want to work with this product and this brand. Yeah, and presumably you're going to expand your own admin team and support team because, you know, you, you know, you were you were used to doing quite a different business model, but now you have a filler on board and and maybe more fillers to come and maybe even a toxin one day. I think you'll be expanding. Yeah, well, um, look, um, one thing I can promise from my end, um, I'm very ambitious, and I'm not scared of going to the next step. Fantastic. Now, Cara, we'd be remiss to not talk about any complications. We've sort of touched on not any reported vascular occlusions. But one of the things that you did mention was one of those points might have been dropped to, to try and avoid malar edema in certain patients. Anything else that you've heard on your travels or speaking to other global KOLs that we should be aware of? That's about it, actually. Right. Bruising. <laughs> bruising, yeah. <laughs> bruising, a bit painful for some people. Um those persistent lumps, certainly off the face, those lumps can last a little bit longer. Uh, I haven't heard of any cases of infection. I haven't heard of any cases of nodules, um, delayed onset inflammatory nodules, which makes sense because the product doesn't sort of sit in a clump in a clump or a lump. Um, so really just uh, injection site reaction and uh, short-term 
relatively short term edema if it's too close to the eye. Yeah. And so just uh, be mindful of that. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. There was, um, um, sorry, go on, just so I can add, there, there was an independent um, evaluation report that was done. Um, so uh, IBSA, I, I guess, were, uh, gave all their data uh, for 40,000 patients to this independent body to evaluate the safety of Profilo. And 40,000 uh, patients were, their data was scrutinised um, over a three year period between 2015 and 2018. And um, it came back with, as Cara said, just some of those milder sort of type of um, side effects uh, to the point I think some of those were the incidence was 0.002% of an incidence. Um, as far as the device, um, again, it was 0.003%, um, which is, again, lower, you know, as far as the acceptable standards. Um, yeah, so it's... Uh, a very very safe product and i think that's why people love it um and uh, yeah fantastic nice to know that something is safe and uh, they've done all the studies uh, it's been out in europe for well six years i think now seven years now seven and, now. and um, four and a half million treatments have been performed already with this product and um, that that figure is rising very very rapidly and we've had some amazing experience in new zealand as well um Brilliant. Amazing. Uh, just forgot, tonight's your, I guess, official launch here in Sydney. Is there a Car, party? Is, car a party? is down. There's a big party. <laughs> yes, but uh, I, there's only VIPs coming, sadly. <laughs> so <laughs> tell us about what, what have you got planned for us tonight, George? Um, look, we're, um, it's the start of the Rockstar Roadshow. Um, <laughs> uh, we've got a lot of rock stars like. Am I uh, the rock star? Yeah, Cara and, yes. and, and Stephen. And we've also got um, Dal Vihamza um, uh, from the UK down. Yep. Um, and we're going to be going from state to state. So um, we've got uh, Sydney tonight, Melbourne tomorrow night, and so on and so on. So by middle of uh, September, we would have covered all cities, and I think we would have um, had close to a 1,000 people um, at our events that wow. are going to be exposed to Profilo. And can I tell you, our Sydney event and Melbourne event were sold in four days. Yeah. Um, it, look, it's the hot ticket in town. I, I, I You know, I've... I can't think of another filler product or, or injectable product that's had so much kind of hype, really. We've been waiting for so long, and, and I think it's actually going to be better for you in the long run. I know we've been frustrated, but I think it's created that anticipation that we've, mm. you know, we're all looking forward to it now. Yeah. Very any exciting. Parting time. comments, David? No, I'm excited about it. Do we have any listener questions? Um, not really listener questions. Um, sorry, just going to get up my questions again. <laughs> My phone's decided. To Normally, we off. get we get inundated with people wanting to but uh, it, well, the questions really were how do I get trained? That that was yeah. the the main question. Actually, I've got a question myself. Um, I know that Ipsa have a a range of more traditional fillers. Any plans to do anything with that in the future? Um, most definitely. Um, you know, our partnership is. You know, we want to build on 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 that with with Ipsa yeah. and. Um, we certainly went down the path of bringing the most differentiated, the most innovative product first into this market, um, uh, build some heritage, some experience, um, some loyalty. You know, um, you know, we've already got over a thousand customers as as skincare providers. Um, I think you know this is going to open up more doors for us, um, and you know. We also need to learn this space as well. Yeah. So let, let, let's be, you know, real here. So what best product could we do that? Profilo is 
is the um, is the product. Yes. Now, um, not to get too commercial, but how much does a box of this new product cost RRP, including GST? Yeah. So inclusive of GST, a one two ml syringe box will be uh, two hundred ninety nine fifty. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's the so that covers one treatment for a patient. One treatment, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, I'm not going to go into your, all of your offers, but you got very excited when I visited your stand uh, <laughs> at the weekend. So you're basically doing some bundles. So if you buy bulk volume, you also get um, this other product called Halkenium. Yeah, so that's what is that? Uh, that's Profilo Cream. So right. Profilo Cream is um, is uh, is a great. Uh, cream. It's, well, it's a moisturizer <laughs> and an anti- antioxidant cream all in one. So it's a two in one. Mm-hmm. So it'll, it contains the pure um, form of hyaluronic acid, um, as in the injectable. But you've also got um, antioxidant activity through this hankenium sage. So that provides a protective shield on your on your skin, repelling you know the sun. Um, Pollution, etc. Mm-hmm. There's also a number of studies that have been performed to uh, show the um, uh, the slowdown of breakdown of you know hyaluronic acid as well in the body mm-hmm. um, when these have been published. Right, as well. we've got a cynical derm here. Is that true, or is he just spinning us <laughs> marketing stuff? <laughs> um, I'm not cynical. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> no, I just I just like to um, I suppose be clear because. Believe it or not, there's still confusion about hyaluronic acid in a cream base versus injected. Yes. And um, what we know is that hyaluronic acid in any sort of cream, it sits in the outer layers of the epidermis and it does hold moisture and it obviously protects and we're all for protecting the skin 100% and antioxidants as well. Um, But you're not getting any hyaluronic acid through your cream into your deeper layer and there's no longevity. You know, that does not last any longer than sort of Mm. 12 hours usually when you apply it on the surface. So um, people still get confused about that and don't understand that hyaluronic acid in a cream is not the same as injecting it. Sure. Well, that's what your 64 milligrams per two mil does. Correct. Correct. That's enough. You don't need any more you know, hopefully everyone listening to this podcast is across that, but – um, you know, you don't need to add the cream to get the benefits of the injectable right? Yes. and um, vice versa. But, but w- what I took away from when I was speaking to Barbara, one of your colleagues, was that with these bundles, you know, that new injectors can buy, you can almost factor these into your own cost pricing and actually give some patients some of these creams to take home. Yeah, look, I mean, the Profilo cream is, is a great post-treatment cream. After Profilo, um, it can be applied um, in all parts of, you know, your face and you know, body, etc., um, and yeah, we're we're doing it because we want to encourage that. We've also learned a lot in New Zealand over the last couple of years when the clinics actually utilised the Profilo cream as part of their launch to their clients that they were selling the treatments a lot easier. So, for example, um, you know, the price could be anywhere between sixteen hundred dollars and nineteen hundred dollars for for two, a two injection treatment. A lot of the clinics in New Zealand were giving the the bottle of Profilo at no charge. Right. Yeah. I'm going to ask about from a business perspective. What are you recommending, like sale prices? Is that sort of each clinic's discretion, or do you have some sort of guideline? Just oh, trying to get an understanding of margin potentially for business owners yeah. out there. There's um, yeah. We I guess we we certainly can't indicate sure. You know what people you know should be charging on etc. I mean, we've tried to uh, model. The UK experience, mm-hmm. um, 
and our market's a little bit different. Everything's a lot more expensive down this part of the yeah, world. Sure. Even just getting it here um, costs us a lot more. Yeah. So, um, uh, but yeah, the range would be between sixteen hundred and nineteen hundred dollars for for two for two treatments. Right. Okay. Um, and look, we are not one of the reasons why I didn't want to enter the. The traditional filler market yeah. was I didn't want to, you know, compete with that. Compete, yeah. you know, with price and you yeah. know margin. I'm here to make sure that we've got a quality product and everyone, all our customers, you know, uh, and their clients can see it's a quality product and doesn't need to be um, the margin doesn't need to go south. Yeah. And uh, we're trying to protect everyone by our pricing strategy mm-hmm. uh, to protect, you know, um, the independent clinics. Yep but also to make sure that we can also work with the larger franchise clinics as well. So sure. I, I think, um, yeah, we're not going to be seeing the um, the wheeling and dealing, I guess, that, that you see in that other part yeah. of the Yeah, well, that's refreshing. Uh, <laughs> can I just um, yes. talk about that a little bit? Because I um, have a couple of points. First of all, just with the cream. Yeah. Um, you know, again, you've got very different patient groups here. You've got those young people that have... 18 products already on their in their skincare <laughs> regime and you know they probably don't need to add profilo cream they've you know optimized their skincare they're already using all the derma cosmetica products um, <laughs> but where you're looking at those slightly older people that are entering the injectable market entering the skin care and rejuvenation it, it would be great to give them that combination where they actually start using a good quality cream to complement their treatment that they're having. So that was one point. With regards to the pricing, look, I think it's it's great that this product is not going to be, you know, cut price at- Bastardized, is that the word you're looking for? That was the word. Yes. Um, <laughs> cut price in certain groups of clinics and all the rest of it because yeah. it does make it much harder for the small yeah. um, players yeah. in the market. And so people will be able to actually know that they're- on a fair, um, even playing field. But one thing that I think it's worth people just thinking about is actually that this doesn't require the the skill set that you need to inject dermal fillers. Mm -hmm. Not everyone has that skill set, but you should. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It doesn't require the time that you need to inject dermal fillers. It doesn't, obviously we do need to consent our patients and consult them properly. And, you know, you've heard me rant on about that as well. But once you've done that, especially if they're a regular patient of yours or you're on repeat treatments, actually think about how much time it is taking you. And, you know, if you can deliver that result as an add-on to the things they're already having in a fairly short amount of time, you know, I don't think we need to make as much um, margin because really we are pricing our time mm-hmm. as you do for, for a filler um, product that takes you a lot longer yeah. to do. So, you know, bear that in mind because if you can get these patients having it more regularly and then seeing those results sooner and seeing um, the real advantages of it, I mean, they'll keep having it forever. That's, yeah. that's the good thing. You know, you can actually have a syringe of this two or three times a year forever if you want and you're not going to end up looking weird whereas um you know we can't do that with dermal filler so we need to price it for the skills it takes the time it takes and once we have those patients already there's no reason why you know it needs to be quite as expensive as what george said 
Um, because I think that that's, you know, a bit prohibitive for a lot of people to do it regularly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's my advice. What is the time to do treatment roughly to sort of do your average phase? About, you know, 50 seconds. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm joking. Um, Look, the actual treatment. But we saw it on stage at 8.22. I mean. Do it in two minutes. You can do it in two minutes. Yeah. Wow. Um, Obviously, when you're training and you're getting used to it, you want to make sure you're in the right spot and you're talking yeah. to your patient and all the rest, but the actual injection doesn't take long. Okay. It's wow. like injecting Botox. You know, we can inject it in two minutes. Yeah. Um, that's not to say that's how long your consultation should be, yeah. so don't take that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So just to recap how to get in touch with George's company, because um, the name might be confusing. So it's customer service at dermocosmetica.com.au. Oh. So right. not derma, but dermo cosmetic. Just making because of your accent, I'm just making. Sure yes, I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, I'm British. I can talk. <laughs> um, any parting comments, George? No, um, I'm just really excited to to be working with everyone in this space, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing and seeing all the the good results that Profilo will bring, particularly from an anti aging and rejuvenation yeah. uh, purpose. And it's I love it because it's 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 causing biological activity, natural. Yeah, activity. It's it's a natural, you know, a product. Fantastic, Cara. Any final words for us? I think I've said enough. You've said <laughs> enough. Well, we're honoured to have you here. Thank you so much yeah, for exciting. making the time for us. I know that you, well, you need a sleep before tonight. I think it's going to be another big again. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'll just be in the crowd watching and enjoying myself with a glass of wine. I think. So thank you guys. Thank, thank you very much. much. Right, Thanks for having us. Thank Bye-bye. you. Thanks, guys. For our latest news, upcoming guests and episode topics, follow us on Instagram at Inside Aesthetics Podcast. Using the link in our Instagram profile, you can easily email us, text us, apply to be a guest on the show, follow our personal accounts on Instagram, and even show your love and support us on Patreon. 